0: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound.
1: Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane!
0: It's Superman-splaining with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend Dennis St. John. I'm David Yoder and I'm here to talk about Superman comics. This time it's november 1992 and i'm here with my super pal
1: (laughs) i'm dennis st john i'm here to be superman spleen to about superman comics
0: from 1992 you know i like the title of the podcast when i first came up with it and i like it less and less as
1: like (laughs) as we keep saying it
0: You know, mansplaining is a gross thing, and then making it a pun—I don't think makes it much better.
1: (laughs) I guess Uh, I'll say. I will tell you that my autocorrect on my phone has started recognizing (laughs) "supermansplaining" and filling it in.
0: Well, that's good. That's all I wanted. All right. Well, on to important matters. I've got trivia questions for you, Dennis, and they're about the comics that I read and you didn't. So, good luck. You'll get five points for any correct answer without. the the choices that i have for you are two points what and ten points if i
1: say it before the question right
0: yeah you came up with that last time but again i mean i guess you're welcome to try but you're just (laughs) gonna frustrate me and i guess that's good payback for the trivia questions in general for you being frustrating the answer is the morlocks okay morlocks are from x-men i believe so that's
1: it's a crossover (laughs)
0: Yeah, okay, this is fun. And every 50 points you get, you get to read a Superman comic of your choosing, and you're at 231 points. I did double check, and I was, I was right. All right. I'm pretty sure. I trust you. So, for Man of Steel, number 17, what's the name of this knockoff, doomsday-looking mutant that's in Superman, the Man of Steel, number 17? So it's almost... More lock related, it's about this mutant character.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. He is technically appearing before Doomsday, right? So he's like a herald of Doomsday. His name is Clobber.
0: That's pretty close to some of the choices, but let me give them to you A Day Dooms, (laughs) B Closter, or C Crusher. Crusher, like 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 Crusher Wesley's last name. (laughs) Yeah. And Beverly. No, it's, it's actually, is it Closter? It's Closter, yes. Because he's got claws, I guess. Oh, no,
1: it's terrible. I thought it was maybe because he gave people claustrophobia.
0: No, it's C-L-A-W. I should have Cl- probably... Yeah. Closter is a terrible name. Yeah, it's not very good, but I think it's kind of funny to see his design and see how goofy he looks. And to have it be before Doomsday, like you pointed out, but also, I think he's like twice the height, the mass size of Doomsday. Like, he's a big guy. So I, I have to kind of wonder if John Bogdanov's kind of poking fun at the Dan Jurgens design of <laughs> Doomsday or not.
1: But. Yeah. He looks to me more like they're making fun of, like, a Kirby monster, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, especially with those underwear, the underwear he's got on.
0: Yeah, the underwear really is like, oh, okay, that's there, I guess. <laughs> yeah this is superman the man of steel number 17 the underworld rises again or here be monsters i like the alternate title on that one and it's louise simonson on story and john Bogdanov on pencils with bob mcleod on inks and it seems kind of like everyone got this month with the superman comics to do a story of their choosing like just a one-off so with man of steel we get some nice monsters from Bogdanov. Yeah, it's a good monster then, drawer. Yeah, and then there's like timey-wimey stuff from Juergens. And then there's uh, mixy-piddle fun with Ordway and Yonki. And then the last we'll end on is kind of a lackluster werewolf story from the other team. But we'll get to that. Like I said, great monster designs in this one, though. There's monsters on the cover that I don't think even appear like in the interior at all that crazy one that superman's lifting up with the snake coming out of the spine like towards its butt like
1: yeah that's a very weird design that looks like that snake eats
0: his poop (laughs) (laughs) and not in a conventional like centipede way either it's an (laughs) interesting sign there
1: i like my favorite of these monsters is on superman's right so our left the monster underneath the one that's holding his arm the one with the weird eyes and the, the blue antenna. guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a good-looking yeah,
0: guy. his eyes look like it would just be like tree logs that got chopped or yeah. branches that got chopped off or something. Yeah, but there's there's some other really fun ones. Like later on, there's one that's like I think pretty much just a hand or something.
1: Is Bogdanov the guy who did the good, the best of the like hell drawings? from last month or two months ago
0: he, he was the one yeah that he did i mean i just like his art i think best of this current team i i was really looking forward to him doing the when they went to the hellscape but then it was a fill-in artist oh, okay, i think yeah. for that
1: month oh. right okay
0: but yeah yeah there there's one panel where keith is getting captured by the monsters later on And there's one that grabs his head that, like, is just a head that, like, is perched on a hand. It's kind of like if Thing from Adam's family just had a full (laughs) head growing out of the top of the hand. But we start this story with Lois giving some money to a homeless man named Charlie. And Clark rushes off to gunfire as Superman. He's really kind of cocky about getting shot in the chest and face a bunch. (laughs) You see... That one picture I sent you, it's like, Mm he's just like smiling and taking it. And then all these mutants, I guess they're supposed to be like mutant rejects from the Cadmus projects, cloning experiments and stuff. That's who we're dealing with. They initiate sequence seven is what they call it, which means throwing a grenade as a distraction into like this nearby convenience store that then Superman has to go and like make sure that no one gets injured by that grenade. And then they get away with all these weapons that they're stealing from the weapons store that's, I guess, next to (laughs) the convenience store.
1: Just, uh, yeah, you're like assault weapons store.
0: Yeah, you know, comic book.
1: Yeah, semi-automatics and everything.
0: Right. So, uh, Keith is in this one, the kid from the orphanage that has his cat, that he's still following his cat and his mutant not-mother through the tunnels under Metropolis that it's been hollowed out by that giant worm creature that was in that one issue a while back. Actually, when Superman goes underground, he flies through that same hole that the, that giant worm made in the street of Metropolis. And like the construction workers say that it's going to be their lifelong project to like (laughs) fix this.
1: Wow. Thought
0: that was interesting.
1: That was June of 91, right? Or June of 92?
0: Yes, that's the one that I just released today. I almost forgot to release it, even though I had edited it. But I was like, oh yeah, I need to do that. So I would say good memory, but I think you got jolted with that memory by me tweeting about it today.
1: Yes. <laughs> that's how I knew. <laughs> but for the audience, if you want to go sure. back to that episode. Yeah,
0: go to back to my tweet from when that episode came out. <laughs> To see what I'm talking about. So this mutant, not mom, she's named Kathana. K-A-T-H-A-N-A. Anyway, and she was going to cook the cat in a stew in this like kitchen setup, like living setup she has underground (laughs) somehow, like deep (laughs) underground. But then she thinks she might just cook Keith instead. And she has hypnosis powers to get people to compel to her commands Is that
1: how Keith thinks that this, like, green-scaled creature is his mom, is Hypnosis?
0: No, I think he just didn't get a good look at her until now to see close up that, oh, this is not his mom. And Closter, that monster that we talked about before, he gets some more weapons from a gang fight in a junkyard by killing these gangsters. And then he just immediately shows up in Kathana's kitchen living area before she can eat keith and other mutants they want to kill her but cluster says the boss wants her for her mind control power that she has
1: wait so why are they against her
0: i don't <laughs> why are the other means <laughs> maybe because she's off doing her own thing all the other mutants seem to be focused in on one cause together like getting the guns and stuff
1: okay is Closter's catchphrase it's clustering time
0: no but i guess i should have audibly grown to that so that people would know my reaction because <laughs> he, he
1: you know he looks a little like the thing
0: yeah the the rock texture of his skin does look a little bit like the guy from yancey street ben Grimm. that's his name
1: <laughs> ever loving blue-eyed things
0: yeah that's what i was searching my brain for and i couldn't pull it out there you go okay so scu maggie what's her name they uh catch up with this seemingly the sole survivor of that junkyard massacre and he's screaming about some monster which is Closter, and he's asking to be taken to jail and superman thinks he knows who these monsters are and that's when he uses that tunnel i talked about keith meets the boss of the mutants who's this little pink guy with like the ridges in his head and i think the boss is supposed to be Maybe one of the aliens from War World uh, ah. the, that Brainiac had taken over. But I don't really, I don't fully remember it. Anyway, the the boss, he tries to recruit Keith to these underground mutants cause, but Keith won't have it because they're bad guys. And so the boss says for the mutants just to kill Keith. But Superman shows up in the nick of time to save Keith from Closter, of course. Yeah,
1: he do, as he do.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there's one mutant in particular that threatens Keith that they actually do have his mother and then puts a grenade down his shirt. And I don't know if this is just this a wild bluff from this mutant or like if this is going to actually be like how Keith will be reunited with his mother at some point. That I mean, if I was making predictions like on your other podcast, Buffy Virgin, I would maybe make a prediction <laughs> about Keith meeting his mom or not, but... Anyway, Keith gets that grenade out of his shirt, throws it to Superman, and like before, all the mutants disappear. That was their, you know, distraction tactic. But Keith's cat shows back up at the end, and so Superman flies out of the hole with Keith's cat and a lot of guns. I thought that was an interesting drawing of, like, you don't see Superman carrying guns very often. So yeah. Like,
1: oh, yeah. Can I just say, when Keith throws the grenade, there's, like, three panels in a row where all of a sudden his, like, physicality becomes really exaggerated yeah and he's not looked like that before i think those panels are like uh swipes from jack davis i think those are jack da- davis poses that they're doing it off of
0: oh it could be because
1: he drew a lot of baseball comics and he drew in that kind of it does look
0: like a windup for a pitch like yeah i thought you know there's just good physicality drawing in general here you know Bogdanov draws all these like weird bulky monsters and things but i think he does actually do a good job of drawing a kid that looks like a kid which yeah. i think can be a problem in comics sometimes Of
1: oh totally yeah especially faces and stuff
0: right proportions that that's pretty much the end of that story but lois the next day she notices that charlie the homeless person she would had usually given money to isn't in his normal spot And it turns out he and a bunch of other homeless people are also being recruited by these underground mutants. that the boss is telling them that like they're going to take over and stuff and everyone's chanting freak power. And then, of course, the last page is the first of four single pages this month where it's a fist punching at a wall. Who is this? Whose fist could this belong to? Well, it says at the bottom, Doomsday is coming. So, and also in the, not all of these have letter columns for this month, but the Man of Steel one, where the breakdown for like what's happening next month, it says in bolder letters, <laughs> Doomsday is coming now. Doomsday. Just to let you know. All right, your next trivia question what, what do you think the question's going to be? <laughs>
1: Wave Rider's real name is I forget his real name.
0: Well, I like Jack to call London. him I, I no, that's not it. I like to call him Wavy Rider, but his actual name is Matthew Rider and oh, with right. a Y though and then Anyway, the question does involve Wave Rider though. So how does Wave Rider killing the alternate version of himself get corrected in Superman number seventy three? How does so it like get it, corrected? So there's a like another way. There's another Matthew Rider because of the timelines <laughs> thing. Because like Wave Rider, his future never actually happened because of the whole Armageddon uh. 2001 thing. And so there's a Matthew Rider who's part of the Linear Men who exist outside of time. Uh, this is why i don't like the time yeah their bodies
1: merge and uh their timeline merges into a single but amalgamated being
0: well that's definitely cleaner let me give you the options i have for you so a he travels back in time of course b it creates a paradox and self-corrects so that's kind of like what you said i guess i could count that as that same guess so maybe don't want to pick that one i don't know uh or see superman use his his super speed to do something
1: oh like flash style i'll i'll say the superman uses his super speed oh no
0: no it's this time travel it's dan jurgens it's all about time (laughs) travel it seems Uh, like time
1: travel only makes things worse it's interesting jurgens is like i can do anything i want i want to make a complicated and messy story
0: yeah, I don't know if it's, like, he has, like, a love of, like, the Legion of Superheroes thing, which, like, they're from, like, the future, and, you know, like, if that's, like, the root of it sort yeah. of thing, and then it's just like, oh, well, so we can do time travel in our comics, and then, like, it just, it gets so convoluted. I I feel like I brought it up before, but I don't know if it registers for you at all with DC Comics. Do you remember Zero Hour, that yeah i remember zero hour. yeah that's gonna be messy when we get to it i think that's in like <laughs> 93 or 94 but like i read the main thing i think when it came out and i still feel confused thinking about it now anyway well we'll, we'll see what happens but today we're just talking about superman 73 superman and white wave rider trapped at vanishing point or time riders And like I've mentioned a few times, it's Dan Juergens on story and layouts and Brett Breeding is doing finishes. So Superman shows up at the Justice League complex in New York and Booster Gold is there too. And Booster Gold starts shooting at Larry Lee as soon as she appears because she's following Superman. Booster doesn't like the linear men because they tried to that whole...
1: They were trying to fix his time travel?
0: Yeah, and the time and time again.
1: Uh, it seems like Booster, as a time traveler, knows that Superman is going to have a mullet, and so he beats Superman to the mullet punch.
0: Yeah, that is happening. Maybe he's like, I'm modeling this for you as a good look. I think you'll like it, Superman. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Lee, she's there to warn Superman that Wave Rider is dangerous. He's unhinged, more than usual, or whatever. (laughs) And uh, he's uh, not
1: just riding the wave anymore. He's snorting it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's he's snorting. He's going hard on time. He's doing hard time. (laughs) (laughs) So Clark and Lois are getting ready to go have a double date with Pete Ross and Lana Lang. And as they're leaving, they run into Gary. Who's the guy from that spousal abuse storyline? And Lois asks him if he's heard from his wife and kids. And he responds, Look, I'm getting counseling. I'm trying to work out my problems. It's my business, not yours. Which is pretty justifyingly, I feel like, a response to have for the people that like knocked out a window and door of your apartment building. Right. But yeah, anyway, that's all I'm saying about that storyline because i don't really want to address that anymore hopefully that's the end of that at the restaurant clark thinks to himself still can't believe lana and pete are getting married but they do seem happy i guess i wonder though i wonder if she's told him our uh my secret and so it's like this is the root of the whole thing of like superman not liking pete and lana being together is because lana knows his he, huh. he told her his secret, or she figured out his secret of him being Superman. Anyway, it just seems so petty. But Pete mentions in conversation that, you know, he's happy to be with Lana, even though he's not a senator anymore from the Sons of Liberty disgrace, but that they're planning to have kids in the future. And he asks if Lois and Clark are planning to have kids, and there's this awkward silence. And then the table next to them, an old man, like keels over and like ends up with his head in his like food or whatever turns out that old man is the grandfather to matthew rider aka wave rider who's having a lunch at the same restaurant as clark and lois and them as a child and so of course wave rider shows up and he freezes time giving clark enough time to switch into his superman outfit because i don't think there's much point of Clark helping out wave rider as opposed to Superman. And then wave rider takes Superman, Superman to the vanishing point, which is like the linear men's like headquarters that exists outside of time. Yeah. And
1: uh, sorry, I have nothing to say really about this. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Huh. I feel like I'm given a book report for something <laughs> that like I didn't, Like, I'm making up stuff, but, like, I don't, I don't know. It is what it is.
1: This page, the full-page spread where it's, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of Xerox copies of them moving around. They do that exact same thing for the time travel for Terminator versus Robocop, which I think I can pull up right now and show you.
0: Oh, I'd like to see that. I thought it
1: was on my shelf. I usually keep it on my shelf.
0: Is that in the Dark Horse collection that you have?
1: Yeah. No, no. it's It's just its own book. It's Walt, Walt Simonson and Frank Miller did it.
0: Oh, it's... Ter- it's. See, I, you're talking about comics. I automatically assumed it was Superman and Terminator, but it's just <laughs> a Terminator book is what you meant. Yeah, it's Terminator and RoboCop. Oh, oh and RoboCop. Not Terminator, right? RoboCop, it's... and Superman?
1: <laughs> no. All right, well... I can pull it up online. Anyway, it's just uh, interesting. I think at that time period, it was like, we have this ability to photocopy things. and
0: Yeah. And that was actually my next thing I was going to say is the wave Rider is like showing off his time powers and he makes like, there's all these duplicates of him and Superman, this in the cover and the dinner scene. It shows off that Jurgens is using this reduction feature on a copier machine, but I actually, I like it. It makes for interesting visuals. So the robed linear man reveals himself to be Matthew Ryder. To Wave Rider, and so of course Wave Rider kills him. (laughs) He like blasts him with his (laughs) time powers or whatever. And he, I didn't send it to you, but he's like all burnt up, like and smoking, like like it's not a nice death. And Larry Lee reveals that Matthew was her husband, or this Matthew Rider, and because Matthew Rider was the one kind of keeping the vanishing point in existence or something. The vanishing point turns into a void called a null sphere, N-U-L-L. They can't get out of it or something. And I don't know. Anyway, time stuff. And to fix this problem, Wave Rider goes back to right before when he shoots the other Matthew Rider and he pulls him out of that timeline. And so that's how that problem gets resolved. And this of course leads to Wave Rider becoming a member of Linear Men, much to the chagrin of the old man with the cyborg guy that's also a linear man cable, guy.
1: yeah. <laughs> cable, yeah. Alright, I dropped what? I'm dropping a screenshot in on it now, and it's a screenshot from Cartoonist Kayfabe. I realized they did an episode about it, so that's where I pulled it from. We see.
0: Oh, that's interesting. This looks more creative in the use of like rotating. Yeah. The figures and stuff whereas like the dan jurgens superman uh multi-layers are like definitely kind of just like a like 10 percent reduction each time sort of thing
1: yeah and there's not a clear path of like the direction that the time travel is moving it's just like yeah uh, everywhere
0: i feel like it's hiding the use of the technology a little bit more all right So yeah, Wave Rider's a linear man now, yay, I guess that's a good thing. And Superman goes back to the restaurant as Clark, not as Superman, and he gets to witness the death of Matthew Rider's grandfather. And then we get another page of Doomsday punching a wall, his glove is starting to tear, and he starts to make a dent in the wall. Doomsday is coming. And And he's also
1: screaming about a uh, Ninja Turtles villain.
0: (laughs) Crang! No, I think that's supposed to be the sound effect of him punching the wall.
1: No, it's him being like, Crane, you've cursed me again!
0: Oh, Crane is the one that sent him into this trapped dimension. I see. That's that's the origin of Doomsday, of course, as we all know. (laughs) And there's a cool one-page ad in this issue. It's also in another one of the issues. It says, Doomsday is coming for Superman, and this time the never-ending battle ends. And it's a like a white silhouette of Doomsday in front of a bloody Superman shield against a blue background.
1: Yeah. So there's no spoilers here. Like everybody knew this was gonna be the death of Superman. This was like a hyped event. Which is kinda of interesting. It's like not a it's not a reveal, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like with the way solicitations for comics worked, probably even back then it's like it's it's known at this point that Superman is going to be killed. They know that it's Doomsday is coming, but it also does feel just, like, very abrupt that this is happening. Yeah, Because like, there was...
1: Like, they've got the long-running subplots about domestic abuse, and they have not been doing a long-running subplot about Doomsday, you know?
0: Well, and, like, I expect the the mutants that are underground, like, that story's gonna have to be put on the back burner while uh Superman is dead, because, right. like, we're gonna have to deal... With that, yeah, so I'll be curious to see how it's addressed going forward and everything. But, speaking of going forward, your next question for the next issue of Superman Comics is... uh, Okay, this kind of involves... I don't know if you read much of the text in the mm-hmm. things.
1: Mostly I looked at pictures.
0: Okay, well let me set this up. So, Mixed Spitalik shows up in Adventures of Superman 496. And there's a sequence at the end where he has Lex Luthor strapped up to an electric chair. And there's Mm -hmm, three mm -hmm. Mixpitalics, and they each have a lever that Mixie tells Superman that, like, one of the levers is not electrically charged. Okay, so, like, only one lever is safe to pull. And also, of the three Mixpitalics, one of them is truthful. The other two are going to lie
1: ah uh, your classic labyrinth riddle
0: yeah it's like the two doors sort of thing so superman is allowed one question and he asks which one of the jolts or which one of them holds the jolt-free lever so the Mixion on level lever one says i hold the jolt-free lever Mixion on lever two says my lever has a jolt and Mixie on level lever three says number one has a jolt. But number one said, I have the jolt for you. Okay. Over. So which one is safe to pull? Of those See, I've never levers?
1: understood the thing in the labyrinth either, because it seems like Jennifer Connelly's character figures it out and then she's wrong anyway.
0: Well, that's the labyrinth, and I think that she is right. And then, like, it's just like an fu to the like you like the labyrinth is not set up for you to win. Like, yeah, that that's the lesson out of that one.
1: Okay, so one this says, is not like that. <laughs> so one says, "I have the jolt free." Le-, one says, "You can pull mine." Yes. Two says, "Mine is charged." Three yes. says, um, "One has a jolt." One has a jolt. So, I would guess then. Are you as yeah. smart
0: as Superman, Dennis?
1: I'm probably not as smart as Superman. I don't have a super brain. It sounds like one is the one that's safe to pull.
0: Okay. Well, you're
1: I'm wrong. I'm I don't know, <laughs> yeah. man. I don't understand this. No, it, I've never understood yeah. these riddles. Yeah. Cause
0: it, no, I had to think about it for a while. Cause I was just like, wait, how did he figure that out? Okay. So one says my lever is jolt free, but three says that lever one has a jolt, like is charged. So that means one of them has to be lying because both of those things cannot be true, but that also means one of them has to be telling the truth. Okay. So then so that the middle one has to be two a liar is lying and his is the jolt free one. And so that is the okay. right answer. Yeah. Right? right. It's like, it's <laughs> yeah, no, it, I didn't mean to give you a headache, the, uh, but like, I thought it was kind of neat to be like, Oh yeah, it does. It does work. And, I promise the, re- the rest of the story is more fun than the, the puzzle that we just did. So it's Adventures of Superman 496, Truth and Consequences. There's no alternate title, but on the cover, Mick Spitalik is like on a president billboard running for president, and he's knocking the sign painters off. And he says, who says my campaign doesn't have a steady platform? Oops. And Sp- Superman's saying, "Mix no. Oh, um,
1: Mix Yeah.
0: And it's... Dennis, I thought you were I'm, gonna
1: maybe ask me to say his name backwards, which I can't do.
0: <laughs> no, I can barely I i I'm just saying it the way I say it forward even, so which I think I got maybe from the cartoons more than anything. But it's uh Dennis Yankee is the artist and co plotter, and Jerry Ordway is the writer and co plotter on this one. So it starts with Clark looking at a newspaper from 20 years ago that has Mixpitalik in like place for Nixon. And it said that article says Mixie wins in landslides. So apparently he was president <laughs> in this like alternate world that he's making for this time. And I thought it was fun. There's alternate credits on that newspaper that Superman or Clark's looking at as well. Instead of writer, it's speech writer and then you get political cartoons, color commentary, sign lettering, assistant to the cheese. And, Up at the top, it says editor in cheese is Mike Carlin and also says on the newspaper, loses state, still editing. Anyway, so everyone at the Daily Planet is dressed like Mick Spitalik. They've got like purple buller hats and orange suits. And there's a newspaper on the wall in the office that says Mixie resigns. So I guess he did like follow (laughs) Nixon's path pretty (laughs) one for one. Jimmy Olsen asks why Clark isn't wearing his normal derby and orange suit and clark's like i never wore that outfit and then he rushes off to change into superman and finds that his costume has been changed to orange and purple has an m on the chest with a bowler hat and a cigar over the m and like on the cape is like a profile picture of mixed pedelic as well
1: very um, silly very yeah. silly things happening
0: yeah this felt like a mad magazine superman story almost (laughs) like it was pretty fun to read honestly and even luther corp has changed the building instead is mix corp and instead of being a giant l the building shape it's an x and luther has been changed back to his former self and he has a hook for a hand and he's like picketing in front of the building with a it's all a lie sign and i think he is the one that sets off a bomb like at the Mixed corp building that then Superman rushes in to save people from Mixie shows up with a couple of babes on each arm. One is in a purple dress and the other's in an orange dress. And Superman's like, okay, I know your deal. Like, what do I got to do to make you go away? Cause I guess in the current continuity, it's ju- not just making him say his name backwards. It's like getting him to fulfill some goal that uh, for huh. that time. It was the name backwards, maybe, for the first time he showed up in the modern era of modern era that from the <laughs> 80s on. Um, <laughs> Mixie says, like, if he wants him to go away, that he challenges Superman to get his guards to say Mix backwards. And so Superman knocks them all out and then, like, spells out with their bodies proxim Mix Corp backwards and. It really made, I don't know, what does that make you think of that scene? I, I thought of something immediately when I was reading this. I don't know, YMCA? <laughs> well, maybe. maybe that. I was thinking about, I don't know how fond you are of the Deadpool movie, the first one. Oh, right. Deadpool's always calling the villain Francis, and the villain really hates it. And he, Deadpool, I think, kills all the guys, but he takes a bunch of the goons' bodies and spells out Francis for the villain to see. So uh-huh. it's a similar sort of <laughs> gag. I I was like, oh, did the screenwriters of Deadpool read this old (laughs) Superman comic? Um, Could be. But even though Superman does this, Mick Spitalik doesn't go away. And he says, that was my first lie. Ha ha ha. And Superman's like, what's going on? That's not right. Because I guess Mixie never never lied lied. before. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, in a Watchmen parody. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I saw this Watchmen parody. I was like, what?
0: (laughs) So Lex is eating beans out of a can. He opens the can with his hook hand, I should say, and the can has a smiley face on it. He even gets bean sauce from the hook on the face. Yeah, what is that,
1: bean sauce? Yeah, human bean sauce. (laughs)
0: Human bean sauce, yeah. And then one of Mixie's goons shows up and throws Lex out a window, and Lex is saying, like, I'll I'll pay you off, you know. And the goon even says, what are you, a comedian? As he throws Lex (laughs) out the window, which... It's great to see, because, you know, Watchmen is DC. It's not like they have any... I I wonder if Alan Moore or Dave Givens saw this and what they thought of it, though. Yeah. Okay. So, I Superman will say, sh- you know, I know, you know it's a
1: parody, but it's nice to see a good, like, grid design in a DC comic, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, the nine-panel grid. Yeah. So Superman shows up and catches Lex, uh, who's falling out of his building, and... He's like very he doesn't recognize him at first. And then he's like, wait, Luther, you're supposed to be dead. And Lex thinks, damn, this cop thinks I died in that plane crash months ago. He doesn't know that I've been passing myself off as Lex Jr. He then like <laughs> throws on a lame Aussie accent and reels, reveals that he or his father taught Mixie how to lie. And they referenced an issue that I did. I did read it was Superman. 31 was another time that Mix showed up and I guess Superman was off world at the time so like Luther had to deal with Mix and uh-huh. he had him sign a contract that they wouldn't like engage in like violence. but then Luther broke the contract right away and then Mixie was like, but you signed the contract and L- Luther was like, so sue me like he's just like I was lying and so that's where Mixy learned how to lie. And then in Superman 49, the other last time he showed up, I guess, <laughs> Mixie offered Luther this red kryptonite rock and told him that, like, he didn't actually show up. He, he just, like, projects himself onto the kryptonite rock. And he tells Luther that the rock will make, like, him and Superman, like, physical equals so that Lex can beat Superman. Superman shows up in the office and. It didn't make Luther stronger. It made Superman as weak as Luther. So Luther beats the crap out of Superman in this issue. And then, like, Superman just walks out of the. He gets thrown out because Lex is like, oh, I'm done with you. Lex doesn't kill him. And then, like, Superman, like, everyone sees Heels him leaving up, the building yeah. all beat up. And he, like, you know, he doesn't have his powers back yet. And he just takes a taxi cab home. <laughs> like, that's how the story ends. <laughs> like,. Anyway, wow, okay. A couple, I just wanted to, I was like, oh, I, I, I like Mixie has been on my mind because it's like we've read all these issues and he hasn't shown up yet. And so it was just, it was fun to get back into this world of him messing up Superman's life, you know? Yeah. So yeah, Mixie is like a little bit obsessed with lies or people lying. So he goes around Metropolis and he's showing the truth of other people's lies, including two fishermen. That look like Laurel and Har- Hardy, even calling the one Ollie, uh, yeah. that they're lying about the size of a fish that they caught. Uh, Superman and Lex then go in disguise as Mix-Pet-Luck, uh henchpin, And Mixie sees through their lie and he zaps them into their underwear. And where Superman is wearing boxers with Superman shields on them. And Luther has boxers with L's on them. In the background, Lex's hand, like hook hand, like disappears and he has a normal hand for like a panel (laughs) or two, like. Whoops. Um, Yeah. So I want my no prize for that one. And then (laughs) Superman challenges Mixie one last time. And that was the thing I went over like in great detail at the end. And when Superman guesses right, Lex turns back to his Lex 2 former self. And then we get another page of Doomsday punching a wall. There's also an ad in this issue for the first appearance of Doomsday, which is Superman, Man of Steel number 17. It's just that hand punching a wall. That's what's the first huh. appearance of mm-hmm. Doomsday. And it's the same month that it came out. And in this ad, it says limit to $5 when like the cover price is like a buck 25. Like they're already like trying to <laughs> price gouge kids that like these are collectors. Yeah.
1: issues. And the fact that you got this now, you know, all these years later, uh, you For probably paid... Like a quarter or something, yeah. I
0: don't know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you probably paid the hundreds and hundreds of dollars that these first appearance of Doomsday mean this comic's going to be worth, aren't it?
0: Yeah, these are impossible to find, these Superman comics from the 90s. Also, all right.
1: so this is the first time we've seen this ad that you showed me. Is the first time we've seen Dooms- Doomsday's face, which just seems like... Crazy marketing to me that like the first canonical appearance of his face is a is a house ad. That's an
0: interesting point to make because yeah, this like they've been keeping him like it's just a hand punching a wall like with the hand starting to get revealed with the like the outfit getting torn away. But like that the ad and the other issue was like a silhouette. Like I said, so you kind of have an idea what he looks like overall, but. Yeah, they're grabbing a image from, like, a previews or, like, diamond solicitation that, like, reveals what Doomsday looks like, and Superman's all bl- they're bloody, you know, like, so yeah. it's, like... And even,
1: l- like, when Doomsday does appear, I don't know if you're gonna... I don't know, we haven't talked about this, if you're gonna read, like, the Justice League comics that he appears in and stuff, that's, like, the hype up for it. He's in a containment suit for a while. Like, it's a while before all that gets, like, torn off of him and we, we reveal his real appearance, so...
0: Yeah, there's a whole month of Doomsday and then it's that's next month is like all just like Doomsday. Doomsday is coming. He's uh he's he's here. I don't I keep saying that that's what they keep using in the text <laughs> of the ads and things. And then it's the following month that like the the final battle actually takes place then as well. But we'll get to it. Uh it'll be fun fun to talk about. I feel like yeah, this is what we've been amping it up to with this podcast in general it's just like we know it's gonna happen all right so your next trivia question i don't know i don't think you've gotten one right so far no no
1: hasn't been a great (laughs) month for
0: for me all right so what is the fate of the jackal and superman in action comics 683
1: the uh this one's easy the jackal dimension travels to the Marvel universe where they become the villain that makes the Spider-Man clone and starts the whole Spider-Man clone saga and is a very disliked Spider-Man villain because of that.
0: Yeah. The clone saga. That's Hey, you're right. You get five points for that answer. Dennis. Can you believe that?
1: I can, because I know I'm I'm right. That that's No, the that's name not of the, the right.
0: That's not the right answer.
1: <laughs> the Jackal is the villain that makes the spider clone though.
0: Okay. But this is DC comics. Jackal. I, I, I kind of forgot about that guy until you said that, but uh, yeah, I guess sometimes they share names, these companies. So this Jackal, his fate is that either A, he escapes, B, he dies, or C, he gets arrested.
1: <laughs> I think he's going to die tragically, but Superman doesn't kill him.
0: Yeah, that's... One of the choices that is not right. So you're zero for four now. He gets arrested at the end of the Wait, show. I
1: got another prediction what happens to him. He gets merged with a rabbit and
0: he becomes the jackalope. Oh, from what was the America's Funniest Home Videos knockoff that Dave Coulier hosted? <laughs> yeah,
1: America's Funniest Fast people. as fast
0: can be, you'll never <laughs> catch me. They didn't invent
1: the jackalope, by the way. That's just, like, a, That's,
0: kind of a cryptid urban legend creature. I was a very dumb child that loved watching whenever that showed up on that Do you
1: uh, remember... Uh, oh, my God. It was just Dave Cooley doing a high voice.
0: <laughs> do you remember... Uh, there it was, was the best part of Full House whenever he would do, like, he had his woodchuck puppet yeah. or whatever. and. Got any wood? <laughs> <laughs> Which shouldn't have passed muster for a show. Uh, there was, show, like,
1: a <laughs> big... Um, there was, like, a viewer can name the Jackalope. Do you remember that hype that the viewers got to name that character and what his name became? No, what was his name? Or I maybe knew and I've forgotten. I don't know why this will always be stuck in my head. It's His name, the viewers chose this, it was Jack Ching Bada Bing. Because
0: it's funny, Dennis. That's why you picked Jack Ching Bada Bing the Jackalope. <laughs>
1: I mean, we just, you know, we just had no real idea about what humor was back in the
0: 90s. Wow. Okay, well, going back to the 90s with this Superman comic. It's Superman in Action Comics 683, Night of the Jackal, or The Trial of the Jackal. And Roger Stearns, the writer, Jackson Juice, and Dennis Rodier are the artists. And I wish I could say this was more fun to read, because, like, we've got a werewolf character, and this is after we've I done the I think it's vampires. A This is after we've done <laughs> vampires and demons already, which, like, those were actually issues I was dreading getting to before we covered them. Because, like, I was just like, there's no way this vampire storyline or, like, the, like, going to hell thing is going to be, like, good but then those were actually pretty fun to cover Uh and this one just falls a little flat um this artist again he's you know draws a little more realistic and for this story i don't feel like it works as well where like the jackal character it just looks like he's wearing cheap makeup effects like on a low budget tv show like he looks more dog-like and just happens to have like long hair yeah it is Uh,
1: interesting that they like did these weird limitations It does look like just like monster makeup, like not even like prosthetics, you know?
0: Yeah. It, it's just not great. So the jackal, he's stopping criminals, but he's doing so by killing them all as he goes about his way. Maybe the most fun thing in this issue is that Superman gets help from Robin and Batman, Superman computer or super computer, not Superman computer, but to track the down the jackal at Peter, um, and i just thought that was fun and it was also like a callback to like oh this kid helped me in the supernatural adventures we had last time you know and the last caper that where superman catches up with the jackal it's uh these old guys that are like going to commit arson that talking about it in the bathroom stall at a strip club where the jackal is just hiding in the stall and overhears them have this plans but on the stall door there's a bunch of graffiti and one name says harley and i was like oh maybe it's harley quinn was at this strip club
1: wow that would be her but, first appearance
0: yeah it doesn't really make sense and none of the other graffiti was actually dc related at all but i was because just Harley looking Quinn for fun doesn't things become a
1: dc comic character for like a decade or more right
0: yeah it would be before the well actually i think it's in these issues there's an ad i think in this month for most of these for uh the Batman Adventures comic book starts.
1: Oh, so that might be her first. That would be her first appearance then.
0: Cool. That they're Yeah, so that was fun. Wow. Uh, oh
1: my gosh. I just looked it up. The Harley Quinn's first appearance is in Batman Adventures number 12. Guess how much it's worth on eBay. How much they're selling it for.
0: Okay, yeah. How much they're selling for and how much it's worth are two different questions. But, yes.
1: Um, yeah. I, that's why I re-edited my statement. <laughs>
0: I'm guessing that someone's trying to get like $150 for that comic.
1: Somebody's trying to get $4,800 <laughs> for it.
0: Yeah, the the Baxter comic market is pretty ridiculous like ever since the pandemic, I feel like. But yeah, that's just how it is. You'd be better off to buy a digital version or like a trade that has the same story in it like there's Anyway, um, comics are for reading, I say. And that's right. uh don't buy would,
1: something that's CPLG graded that you can never read. F that. F that noise.
0: Mm-hmm. Fudge F the, that. F it to H. Fudge that to hockey sticks. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, so Superman fights the Jackal. He tells him he doesn't kill since he killed that one time. And Jackal goes off to jail with just in regular handcuffs. So I guess that's going to hold him. And That's that story. I, I didn't like really elaborate on this one just because, like, it wasn't very fun. Uh, oh, and Doomsday, then the final page, uh, he finally punches through that wall of wherever he's being contained.
1: And he stops yelling about Krang and he starts yelling about Kroon Kodos. No,
0: <laughs> <what>? <laughs> one of the more interesting things is, again, one of the ads in this issue where it's a subscription ad with an unconscious, beat up Superman. And it says, Don't miss the death of Superman. Subscribe by October 28th, 1992, and receive the Polybag poly Collector Set of Superman 75 at no extra cost. That's a 250 value for the price of a regular comic. And then the Collector Set contains a gatefold, inside back cover, a poster of Superman's funeral, Superman's obituary from the Daily Planet, a commemorative mock postage stamp, and a morning armband.
1: Oh, I remember so, the armband.
0: Mm-hmm. And then also, this was in all the other issues as well, but the last page in the comic is a black and white image. It's more in the real life passing of Superman's co-creator, Joe Schuster. He was 78 years old. And there's a quote from Jerry Siegel that says, the comic book, comic book field has lost a great artist and a troop pioneer. He'll be solely missed, sorely missed. And it just, it feels a little grim that like these two things are happening at the same time that like Joe Schuster right. did pass away. And then they're like, oh, let's just kill off Superman. Who cares? Like, it'll make Yeah, money. it's
1: weird. It, I think it draws, comparison about like, you know, you're hyping up a fake death. You're really pumping up this fake death. And then there's like a real, you know, a real person died.
0: Yeah. But so like there was that page. There's the like, I feel like the doomsday punching a wall page was like an extra page that they like just threw in at the i mean obviously at the end of all of these things so like even like the layout in some ways of this month's comics feels like pretty like hap like you know just like mm-hmm. that they're do you they're know really sh- shoving in the um yeah this the is doomsday this is the stuff. beginning of the
1: hype do you know who drew the doomsday doomsday's hand punching a wall? Cause I assume it's the same artist throughout every issue.
0: I don't it know. It looks I like think... a
1: consistent drawing style throughout instead of um, it being the artist well, on the title.
0: I mean, it might be harder to tell in the images, but I, I can kind of tell a difference that I think each, each artist did it themselves. Maybe like Jorgens did a layout for like each page to be consistent, like with like sizing and everything i don't know where i would find that information out yeah. but i also read another superman comic. <laughs> this month. dennis I di- i'm not gonna go into great detail about this and there isn't a trivia question for it but it's superman special number one for 1992 and the main reason i read it this time is because it has the same corner ad that says doomsday is coming in the bottom so it felt like the right time to read it i didn't know when else to talk about it yeah or or just to not It's written, penciled in ink by Walter Simonson, who we mentioned earlier. And then uh, it's set before Lex one faked his death. And it's an homage to Superman 233 that in it, like the most notable things is that Superman eats a rock of kryptonite that Lex tried to duplicate. Like he just eats it. (laughs) And then there's also a rock double that starts to gain Superman's power as he loses them. The comic that like inspired Walter Simonson I didn't realize until like just starting to record though the cover is the same the original story 233 is the cover that's on my notebook that I kept the notes for Superman Splitting in oh nice interesting
1: yeah good tie-in and because together.
0: a special issue there's a bunch of cool pinups in the back by Barry Windsor Smith Frank Miller Kurt Swan Michael Golden John Muth Todd McFarlane and Jeff Darrow the Todd McFarlane one is interesting. I would actually kind of like to. I'm not a big fan of his style, but that would be interesting to see him try to draw a Superman book. Yeah, his Superman is weird, man. He's basically got Spawn's cape. And, and
1: then... it really shows, I don't know, like, you know, I always think of McFarlane as one of the image guys who can actually handle, like, stuff. You know, he's not just Flash, he has some solid background, but this anatomy is bonkers this is like shows maybe he can't really draw like a normal human
0: but it's fun to look at and yeah. the jeff darrow one is really good it like has like mobius vibes and it's like uh yeah um superman's like facing this alien spaceship that like i want to read that story but anyway that was the superman comics and you got a couple more chances to get some points maybe from trivia with the bonus questions now
1: <laughs> don't pity me
0: i'm not pitting you there's just i mean well we'll we'll see maybe you won't get any who knows (laughs) so what's the slogan for dr franken on game boy on the back cover of three out of four of the superman comics this month they didn't Uh, it's alive Ooh, that's a good tagline that's not one of the choices so a is brain transplant 39.99 b get a monster bone or C. Fire Bad Game Good. <laughs>
1: um, I like Fire Bad Game Good. That's oh no. the best of them, but <laughs> that's got the that's got David Yoder's re- hand. Oh, okay, hand, that was your final it, final guess. <laughs> uh, I'll do I should, the middle should, one. Should, Whatever the middle do, one was. I should
0: do ad copy, shouldn't I? Be, yeah. That's that's a good yeah, more
1: Chester sauce, more like Vesterer sauce. <laughs> get out of here!
0: It's uh, get a monster bone, which I don't quite understand. But the brain transplant thirty nine ninety nine is an ad for another game that's on the back cover of the other comic. That is an actual tagline from. Okay, uh, that...
1: be t- sorry to to make this. Between all the doomsdays coming and then get a monster bone, this is like.
0: (laughs) You're restraining yourself very well, Dennis. All right. All right. I appreciate you. Okay. So your bonus bonus question is how many of the four monthly Superman comics are in the Diamond Top 100 according to Wizard Magazine number 15? Okay. Well, this
1: this is a big week. I mean, this is a big month. We're we're finally getting to like hype hype month. So this is all four of them are in there.
0: That's not one of the choices, but I will give you the choices. Could have almost gotten the double points, that would've been good. Is it A0, B1 or C3? Three?
1: Uh 3, 3
0: are on it. Yeah, 3. Let me double check that they didn't somehow, yeah. And, and last
1: course. last time you said it was they were like in the bottom 10, right?
0: Yeah, it's 96, 97, and 100 are the, uh, where they finish out in. Wow, and these, and
1: these, are, D- these are the f- first appearance of Doomsday. You'd think there'd be some like bumps in the numbers.
0: You'd think, maybe, but maybe they didn't plan it well enough in advance to get like the word out in time, too. And for the top 10 for this month, DC has zero again. Marvel has seven out of the 10, and Image has the other three. Man,
1: DC... Um, you're in a, you're being a mess right now. Pull it together '90s DC. Um, but you did,
0: you got the two bonus questions, so you do get how much are those worth for each? So eight more points. You're at two thirty-nine now. All right. Wouldn't Insel- it be
1: really disruptive if I got it next week and then I I read a comic and it's between, like,
0: I mean Superman. That's, that's what it, it's going to be doomsday fighting and then a Dennis episode. And then we'll finish off Superman dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm okay with that.
1: All right. If you're okay with it, it feels like it's disruptive to the flow, but I don't think our audience cares very much one way or the other.
0: Oh, the only other thing, cause it's behind me, the, the death of Superman, the collection the first thing it starts off with is it has the four pages of doomsday punch in the wall are collected together. Like it doesn't have the other issues, but it's like, that's Uh, how it should be, you know, to set up that story.
1: Okay. Yeah. That I remember that. That's how I remember those pages together. Yeah,
0: sure. Um, Well, that's all I got. Maybe I'll tweet out the uh, fire bad game good and see if i can trick anyone into thinking that was the actual ad or something yeah man uh, awesome yoder on twitter and dennis where are you pulling hijinks and pranks online
1: i'm full of pranks all the time on dennis comics that's d-e-n-i-s-c-o-m-i-x that's my twitter my instagram and my dot com and my patreon is dennis st john D-E-N I S S D J O H N for monster comics and i'm on another podcast called buffy virgin where we watch buffy
0: but you've watched all the buffy now you just haven't released all those episodes yet
1: (laughs) yeah uh someday we might release another episode all
0: right i look forward to that and i hope you look forward to uh you listeners be like doomsday and be coming back to listen to the next episode of uh Planning, and don't be a lex loser
1: all right don't be a cluster
0: no you can be a cluster that's fine
1: <laughs> no don't it's so lame all right we're done <laughs>